Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're coming from, Cowboys Nation, lend us your ears. This is the Star Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Zach White. And I'm your host, Colton DeLeon. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? How y'all living out there? All right, guys, so we've got a lot we're going to get into today. Oh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate series of events. Everybody knows what happened. All of America does. Um, man, this is uh, this has been a rough one. So, um, of course, we're going to get into that. Got another bless your heart segment, of course. And uh, also, we got a special guest on the show. The guy from YouTube, Cowboys fans only. My guy, Jay Tuck. What's up, Jay Tuck? What's hey, what's going on, guys, man? I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Love to have you here. So, hey, everybody knows kind of what went down with Dak and, and, and how that hurts. But first and foremost, real quick, let's lighten the air a little bit, man. We got to do that background check on you. How did you become a Cowboys fan? Please, all the way up in Kansas City, too. We got to know, yeah, man. How are the- all the way up in Kansas City, man. So, yeah, so I actually grew up in um, in Oklahoma. Um, have you ever heard the song, I'm an Okie from Muskogee? I grew up in Muskogee, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma is pretty much Cowboys right. territory. So um, when I was a kid, man, the Cowboys used to actually have training camp at the University of Texas in Austin, man. So me and my family will always go there. Um, nice. I got pictures of me as a kid with, with Troy Aikman, man. So I've been a Cowboys fan ever since, man. It's all I've known, unfortunately, sometimes. Um, but, you know, I've always embrace the cowboys i just love the team um you know during the super bowl era i kind of say the glory days i was still fairly young so like when the super bowls were going on i'm have family over uh me and my cousin and stuff would be out in the backyard playing football and stuff so i wasn't really locked in but it wasn't really until the dion super bowl man where i really just sat down yeah and became like yeah you know it was just you know polarizing watching prime time man and back in the day we used to wear the big star jerseys and everything man and seeing yes, dion yeah, and if you don't remember, man, like you know, Sega was big back then, so you had primetime football, and I'm a Florida State fan, so Dion's what really made me like fall in, in deep love with the Dallas Cowboys. So I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan ever since, and you know, living here in Kansas City hasn't been easy, but I'm still loyal to the soil, man, representing my my blue and silver. That's what's up, yes, sir. If, if, if there's anybody to really get attached to in the history of the Cowboys organization, I feel like Dion Sanders is probably like. It's hard to go wrong with Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Deion Primetime was just that guy. I mean, a lot of kids don't know, man. Deion rapped. He played baseball. He he just did it all, yep. man. You know, his, his high step is just a signature. And he is the reason for a lot of what we see today in the NFL. His DNA runs through a lot. I mean, today we have players like Jalen Ramsey. That's pretty much his primetime 2.0, man. So, you know, Deion exactly. had that impact on a lot of players, man. So, like I said, seeing him come over to the Cowboys, it was just like, that's primetime, man, and that's that Super Bowl against the Steelers. I was just like, all right, this is what I love, and so I've just been here ever since. Hopefully sometime we can get back to that, but it's just been a while. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah, ready to talk that talk and walk that walk just like Dion. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man, primetime, man. Hey, just real quick, so how how hard is it to keep them off the your kids off the Chiefs bandwagon just because they won the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, well, the funniest thing, you know, me and my wife, man, we've been together for quite some time, and the biggest argument that we had, because she's a teacher, she wore a Chiefs hoodie to Spirit Day during the Super Bowl week. 
and like I, oh I was, no i was livid i was livid i was living <laughs> she put my son in a chief shirt as well and he comes upstairs like dad i didn't want to do this this is what mom's making me do and so like i was just like how how, how could you portray me like that like you know what are people going to think so this is abuse person Huh? This is abuse. Yeah, I, I felt betrayed, man. Like, how dare you? Like, you know, my house is all cowboys. Right now in the neighborhood, there's Chiefs Super Bowl flags everywhere. But in my house, I still have my Cowboys flag flying high. And so I, I was so upset. Now, I did go to the AFC Championship game here in Kansas City when the Chiefs played at the Titans. Because oh. uh, all of my good friends are Chiefs fans. But I was dripped in blue and silver and have my Romo jersey on because I really wanted to see if I could get a hold of Tony because he was calling that game. Nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I kind of stick to my, my stick to my blueprint, man, here and just remain silver and blue regardless. But, it, you know, it's it's really hard not to get wrapped up in it because, you know, I've met Pat Mahomes and, you know, his wife, Brittany, our future wife, Brittany. So they're really great people. Uh, but it's like when it comes to the Cowboys, man, that, that says all or nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cross that. You gotta draw that hard line, man. That's that's right. That's brutal. I uh, yeah. I don't know if I if yeah. I if I saw my kid wearing some other gear. I I don't know, man. <laughs> He's only two, yeah, yeah. so we ain't got a choice yet. Yeah, he knew. So he figured out that that the, the the trick. He hacked it, and so he was saying he's not a cheese fan. He's a um, a Dallas Texans fan because he knows the history, and that kind of gives him a way to blend the two. So oh. he was smart, you know. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not cheering for the Chiefs. I'm cheering for the Dallas Texans because technically the Dallas Texans became the Dallas Cowboys, but they had Chiefs colors. So he's a smart little kid. So. Damn, yeah, he is <laughs> a little bit of history. What's up? Yeah, so he had dropped some history at school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a uh, 1950 something, right? I believe 1952. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I think uh, I forgot what year it was, but it was the Miles Austin catch over Brandon Carr. I was actually at that game here in Arrowhead, but the Chiefs actually wore the Dallas Texans jerseys with the the Texas logo on the side, their helmets and the star and everything, kind of going to the history of it. So, oh, that's dope. That's dope. I like yeah. it. All right, so man, now now it comes to the hard part. Let's dive into this. Uh, oh, let's dive in this game, man. So the injury, obviously, whole world knows what happened to Dak. Um, man, it's hard, and uh, you know, just hearing what you know people are saying. I, I've seen so much stuff going on, man. I, I've seen people talking about you know, let's just give up, let's tank, let's get a top ten pick. And me personally, like I, I can't do that, man. Like I'm just not the type. Like right. I got, we got to uh, get behind our guy Andy Dalton. As much as it hurts, man, I, I you know, we still got to support the team. So, how, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Andy Dalton now uh, taking the reins, man? Are you, are you feel pretty comfortable with that? Are you a little concerned, or where you at? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I agree with you guys. I'm not a tank person, per se. I'm always about effort. If you're going to step on the field, give max effort. Because, one, if you don't, that's when injuries start to amount anyways as well. So I think the Cowboys will give max effort. As far as Andy Dalton's concerned, I believe in Andy Dalton. He's a quality quarterback, and he's a good backup quarterback to have. But with our situation, as bad as our defense is, and yeah. with the left tackle and the right tackle being undrafted free agents, it's just too much to ask for. Like I was saying earlier today, it was too much of an ask for Dak Prescott to try to carry this team on his back. So to come in mm -hmm. and want Andy Dalton to do that, it, it's, it's a tough uh, task. Now, 
I know, granted, Andy Dalton has some incentives in his contract where he can possibly get some extra money if he make the playoffs, but it's going to be a tall order because this defense is the real concern. I mean, even losing Tristan Hill on Sunday, that's a huge blow to, to a defense that's already been lacking. So, I mean, maybe yeah, some type absolutely. of miracle season for Andy Dalton. He can get on the roll and get us to the playoffs or whatnot. But honestly, I, I just don't see that happen. And granted, I'm a root for the guy. You know, I yeah. I was I always tell the story of when Romo went hurt. I remember going to a game in St. Louis with the in Brad Johnson we trust sign. So it's like I'm always <laughs> gonna ride for the Cowboys quarterback regardless of the situation. But it's just gonna be a tall order for Andy Dalton. I no, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, me I'm I'm on the I definitely. You know, I I want Andy Dalton to do well, and I I mean, obviously, I think every Cowboys fan does. They want him to do well, and uh, we'd like to see ourselves in the playoffs this year and possibly farther. But when it comes to just like the situation and how this team is composed, and with everything going on on defense, or really the lack thereof, right. um, it's it's it is concerning, and I. You know, Andy Dalton, I don't – he's he's not the same quarterback as Dak. Everybody knows right. that. And right. I, as good as he might be, he's not going to be as great, I think, as Dak can be and is. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, obviously all the support in the world to Andy Dalton and, and hope it works. But uh, in regards to tanking and everything, I mean, I – I I agree with both of you guys. I mean, this is no position to to just give up. Right. You know, I think I think if you just give up, it says a lot more about you than you know the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, so you know whether you give up or not, you know players are going to get injured. The season's going to go on and everything. Right. And right. if we if we happen to you know have a bad season and regardless, then then, oh, well, then I guess we get a higher draft pick and everything, and, and it still right. works in favor. Either way, it's a win-win, I see, you know. Right. Yeah I, I, yeah. I think the main thing for me is, like, I'm looking for, like, at this point, I'm just looking for growth, you know. I'm just looking for this coaching staff to kind of pull the players together and and see how we can develop our players over the season. That That's what's yeah. important to me at this point. Right, right. Right, more of evaluation. I mean, get some of these younger guys in there, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Let Bradley and I go out there. Talk yes. Reggie Robinson out there. You don't have nothing to lose. Yeah. And now yeah. really gives Mike Nolan a chance to say, who fits my scheme and who really doesn't? So that way we go into the offseason and we know what moves we need to make to get stronger on that side of the ball. But if we just continue as is and playing these same guys in the same rotation, we know Everson Griffin is not the answer. We know Don Terry Poe is not the answer. So maybe we need to see more Neville Gallimore. Maybe we need to see more of a 4-3, more of a 3-4. So now it's time to really evaluate. Like I said, you know, we all agree. I, I just don't think tanking is ideal, especially for Mike McCarthy, because you're trying to change the mindset in Dallas. The culture, yeah. Everything yeah. we'll do will be about winning. You can't go back and start tanking in week six now um, after saying that. So I think we'll still play hard. We'll still compete. I just think from the talent perspective and, you know, some of our liabilities on defense, things just won't pan out. But we can still make some type of noise, get some type of movement, but tanking for a, a top five pick or a top ten pick, I just don't see that happening. And I don't think Jerry's going to sign off on that. No, 
agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, especially when you didn't have a preseason. I mean, you know, granted, no, none of the teams had one, but for right. us, the position that we're in, I think this evalu- this um, the season going forward does become like a further evaluation period. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think personally, this is going to be put on Zeke's shoulders now to kind of get this this run game going. I think we're going to obviously put our put Zeke in a situation to where he can succeed more. And I, I don't know how that's going to hold up with the offensive line, honestly. Um, but mm-hmm. I definitely think he gets the rock a hell of a lot more and they kind of ease up on the reps for Andy Dalton. But then again, you know, looking at some of these stats, Andy Dalton went nine for 11, 111 yards and uh, not not right. not a bad showing, man. I, I think he uh, he really kind of stepped up. So. I mean, there's hope, you know. There, there is hope. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more hope than if it was Cooper Rush right now. So exactly say that. And, and like you said, you know, we're gonna lean on Zeke and also Pollard a lot more. Um, so I think that can open things up. Because, like I said on, on on Twitter on Sunday, once you get the run game established, it helps with a lot of the things that's hurting the Dallas Cowboys right now. First, it keeps the defense off the field longer. So if they need rest, you know, Xavier Woods came out and said he can't go 100% the whole game. Okay, well, now you can get some rest. You're not back on the field constantly. Okay, we slow the game down. We control the clock. We should limit our turnovers as well. And then also what we're able to do is establish the attitude inside the trenches with the O-line. Because once you get right. that run game kind of going, you're wearing teams down, you're hitting the mouth. As an offensive lineman, that kind of gets you into a rhythm. Then you transition to pass protection. So that will buy Brandon Knight and it looks like Terrence still moving forward sometime if we're able to get that run game going. It's just where we've been thus far in the season. We've had turnovers after turnovers. We really had to abandon the run game so early, which took Zeke and also Tony Pollard out of the game. So I think right now Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore is going to need to really commit to it because if we get down 14 points against uh, Arizona, we can't just start having Andy Dalton throwing the ball 40 to 50 times. That's just not going to cut it. So commit to the run game first, let things open up and and open the game up for Andy Dalton and what the weapons that we have, I'm sure he can do, do well with, you know, hitting open target because he's, he's had weapons before when he was in Cincy. So he'll know how to navigate the offense. Yeah. The, the concern for me is that, you know, uh, he's not as mobile of a a quarterback as Dak. So he's going to be staying in that pocket. It's going to be hard for him to move or maneuver around, especially with the state that the offensive line is in. How did you, how do you feel about the offensive line and and how they played uh, against the giants this past Sunday? Yeah. And I think they played much better than they have before. um, As far as the Brandon Knight and Terrence still, I really haven't went back and watched the film. Yeah. I was going to do that tomorrow, but from just, you know, a a glance on Sunday, they did a lot better as far as protection. Now we did have the, um, the miscue and Andy Dalton was sacked. I think his very first play, but that's bound to happen when you have a guy coming in for the first time. I saw the communication tighten up a little bit. So I think as far as the left tackle position, I'm okay with that. I think the Terrence still at the right tackle will still be a huge question mark depending on the matchups because a lot of teams we play, they're going to put their strongest pass rusher on that side. We saw what they did with Miles Garrett for Cleveland. They'll probably yeah. do the same moving forward. So yeah. it has to, to fall on Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore to notice that and put the proper protections over there. So whether you're going to put tight end like um, Dalton Schultz over to help with that protection or have a running back or something, but you can't leave him just unprotected one-on-one because ultimately we saw Dak pay the price against Cleveland and Andy Dalton definitely will. So um, 
you know, I know a lot of people are high on seeing what Connor McGovern has to offer, but at this point, I'm I'm giving up because for some some reason this team doesn't see anything in Connor McGovern. So it looks like you know Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele will be the tackles uh, moving forward. So you know, hold on tight, Andy Dalton. I know. I feel bad for him, man. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. he's about to get crushed. Yeah. But you know, hey. Yeah. Again, you know, and I'm going to go back to Dak, man. Um, ah, and I, I hate to, but, you know, I, I love I love the fact that this man is on a stretcher uh, going into the hospital and he's still watching the game and he's still watching the game on his right. phone. And just to see right. the amount of respect that, I mean, just athletes all over the place showed him, man. I mean, it was it was every you could go down the list. It was everybody showing him love. And, you know, that really right. just goes to show you who he is as a person and what kind of quarterback he is, man. There's a lot of people who right. believe in him. Now, I know we made we made this bet. You were actually on uh, – what show was it that you were on? You were on with uh, Sid. And uh, uh, I, actually, I actually came across the screen and told you, hey, I'll give you my paycheck if uh, Dak ain't on the football team on the Cowboys next year. <laughs> so, 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 so do you want my cash out uh, <laughs> what do you think about that man I, I know Stephen Jones came out and he said look man uh, he's our starter you know this is our franchise quarterback he'll be here long term what do you think man you think yeah. he comes back and gets the deal or do you think hey they, they move on from him ultimately and maybe use that first round pick on a quarterback and and I said this, you know, last night on my show, and I'm not sure if you guys caught it, but man, I feel like he has to come back because if the Dallas Cowboys were to let him go, as you guys mentioned, the NFL just saw what happened. I mean, not just the NFL, NBA, like everyone is aware of Dak Prescott in the situation. And so if the Cowboys were to move on from Dak next year, that is a horrible PR story that Jerry does not want to spin. Mm. Like, how can you explain this kid gave you everything? He's a leader. He sacrificed even under the franchise tag. He didn't hold out. He still came. He performed, putting up record-breaking numbers and losing yep. efforts and bringing you guys back, and you guys move on from him. What Dallas Cowboy player, a future Dallas Cowboy player, would want to play for an organization like that? Yeah. So <clears throat> I feel like in that case, Dak will be back. Now the question really comes down to what type of contract. Will they franchise tag him or will they give him a long-term deal? I'm hoping and I'm praying that he gets a long-term deal because, like I said, if if Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones tries to um, franchise tag Dak Prescott again next season, then that's when Dak needs to become a little bit greedy and think about himself and maybe prolong his return to the Dallas Cowboys because there's no way you should go out there again and gamble on yourself when you see what just happened to you. I mean, yeah. not too many people would do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. It's hard it's hard for me to say like what exactly is going to be the step that this organization takes in regards to Dak Prescott when he returns. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I think you're in the same boat as all of us when when I say, you know, obviously we would love to see a long term contract get done with right um with Dak, but uh, you know this past season it was obviously like an issue between like the numbers and the amount of years right. also. At the last second, they were trying to get it done, but it was like it was just a really a tale of procrastination. So mm-hmm. it just it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence going forward exactly how they're going to handle um, the the contract situation. 
mm-hmm. I I honestly can't say which one it will be. I mean, I'm cross I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping that it is the long term contract. But I I, right. just, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they if they franchise his ass again. Yeah, man, and I think. I think if they franchise tag him, that might be really the end of it because I don't see him coming back and then, you know, oh, I agree. Getting I agree. Contract after that. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I, I, I totally agree with you that if, if it does happen again, then, then yeah, I think Dak has every, um, he, he, he's given everything to this team. I mean, there's, right. there, there's only so much you can do uh, right. on, on your end. So I wouldn't blame him at all. I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I actually I love that take, man, as far as it being uh, bad PR or uh, media for Jerry Jones, because, you know, he don't like mm-hmm. that. So that that's actually an interesting right. point. And I I, I, right. I do believe that I, I'm like I said, we're all hopeful. But, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk, too, about, you know, all these people before Dak got injured, uh, all these Dak haters amongst our own fan base, which is yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> But you know, I I got plenty of the well. We're gonna we need to start Andy Dalton. So you're about to find out what starting right. Andy Dalton is like. Right. Again, I wish the best on him, but I'm just let's keep it real, man. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a lot different. Oh, I yeah, mean, because sure. like I said, it even comes from my my own brother, my own flesh and blood. Like he texts me after the Andy Dalton throw to Michael Gallup. Like, see, I told you what Andy Dalton can do. I'm like. So uh, he really just did the same exact throw that Dak did against Atlanta in the comeback game yep. to Michael Gallup. Yeah, but, but like, Dak, like Dak can make that throw too. <laughs> Dak can make that yeah. throw too. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just like, I, I just don't know what it is. Maybe because Dak doesn't give you a sense of excitement. Maybe I I I, I try to to understand how is 500 scenario. yards a game not a sense of excitement though? <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I, I'm a Cowboys fan. How can you not be excited from the past you know three to four weeks of games we've saw like this has been nothing but an emotional roller coaster yeah. like, Ar- arguably uh, arguably that's been the only thing on this team to be excited about right yeah it's just these, these comeback victories and, I, and i've been telling people you know dak prescott has given me a different feel as a cowboys fan when we're down by 17 or 20 i'm looking at the score and thinking oh okay we can come back like that's different like cowboys fans really don't have that that history of feeling like okay we're down 20 we can come back easily like even the whole Atlanta game, I was like, we're going to come back against the Browns game. It's like, we're going to come back, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, yeah. I felt that type of confidence with Dak Prescott. And yet, as you see, that that type of leadership just had a ripple effect to the team. And they felt they can come back. And so it's going to re- be really hard for Andy Dalton to kind of resemble that. Um, you know, he's going to have to prove it and actually earn it. But what we'll definitely see. But like I said, man, there's people who hate Dak Prescott for – just no reason. I, I've never understood it. I haven't seen it with any fan base. Um, like I addressed it last night because there's teams across the NFL that would love to have them. I had a guy who from the Cleveland Browns on my show last week, and he was like, man, we would love to get what from Dak Prescott, um, you know, from Baker Mayfield. It's like, you know, yeah. teams will want them. And so if Dak can come back healthy and things don't work out in Dallas, I'm fully confident there'll be teams lining up around the corner ready to sign him for a mega deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and and I think, honestly, um, the Saints are probably first on that list. I know there's a, yep. a tie there with the Louisiana pride that Dak's got. And, you know, he's from there. But uh, uh, that's uh, – speaking of, speaking of Dak haters, I'm, I'm going to bring this up, man. And I hate to even give him the light because he really doesn't deserve it, man. But this is going to go ahead and bring us into our Bless Your Heart segment. Um, 
for those of you who haven't listened to the show and don't know, bless your heart. It's basically a southern way of us telling you that you're dumb as hell. That's that's kind of <laughs> in a nice way. That's kind of how we do right. it. So this gentleman, this man is called EDP, and he has a uh, a YouTube channel, and he's most famously recently known for uh, throwing his remote when he found out that uh, CD Lamb was getting drafted to the Cowboys. Uh, but this guy came out on a and posted a video, and he said basically that. He hopes that that career that the injury is career ending for Dak, and man, I just I I can't. I, it took everything. I mean, that's some fighting words for me. That's not even bless your heart. That's like right. I'm about to whoop your ass. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. I I right. can't I can't. Again, there's just people, man, and and sometimes you got to cut out that ignorance. But to to see people right. talk like that, that's just that's crazy to me, man. That's and. That's not all Philly fans, man. And it takes just right. one person, one one person from a fan base to to make you look at a whole fan base differently. And that was one of those situations. Right. At the end of the day, you know, there's football as great as it is. Football is just a game. I mean, these are right. human beings. These are people. These are these are brothers, fathers, sons like these. These are human lives that we're talking about. And, you know, the the fact that you can go out and say something like that, regardless of who that player plays for or anything like that, just right. is is despicable. It really right. is. And ultimately, you know, shame on you. Absolutely right. shame on you. Like, you right. should be ashamed of yourself. Right. And, you know, yeah, I mean, bless your heart, you stupid little idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and like I said, I, I know a lot of great Philly fans. Um, Shouts out to Philly Notion. He's a guy who's always on my channel and my chat. Eagles fan, die hard, but he's sensible. And I feel like what happens in the social media era, the guys who really don't understand the sport of football or, you know, really have the ethics in them, they have to put on a clown show. Like, EDP has yep. to put on a clown show, and that's uh -huh. how he gets the followers. And I'm not going to sit here and act like there aren't Cowboys fans who do the same. Yep. But oh, for the people who can't go on and articulate themselves and speak about their team, they have to put on a clown show to get people to really embrace them. So that's what EDP does. But I've seen a lot of Eagles fans, man, they say he doesn't speak for us. The guys that I know, they're like, he doesn't speak for us, man. He's just a, just a clown. So like I said, the last I saw, he was like reviewing guns and he shoots like guns in his mom's basement or something like that, man. Like he's one of those people you can look at and just smell them through your, your, your cell phone, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he's like one of those type of oh. people. He's one of like pepperoni <laughs> pizza and just like, you know, <laughs> so it's just like, I don't pay those people no attention, man. It is what it is. Uh, but there's a lot of people who, with, with credibility who really just understand the Eagles, and they feel you know, the same sentiments for Dak that we're feeling. And even vice versa, man. When Carson Wentz goes down, yep. I don't want to see Carson Wentz go down. I want to beat the best of the best because if I beat you guys without Carson Wentz, you're going to say we didn't have our quarterback. Like, Bam. I want you fully healthy, and I want my team fully healthy. Um Man, like Jay Tucker going in right now. Yeah, man. You know, it gets me riled up, man. But I was like, yeah, at the end of the day, man, these people are they're just human beings like you and me. The only difference is they can run faster and jump higher. Like that, that's it, man. Right. So it's like me wishing Carson Wentz ill is no different than me wishing, you know, someone's my coworker ill or something like that, man. So um you gotta be a human being first, a fan second, man. Um, and put all the foolishness to the side. And then once we meet up, you know, maybe the best team wins. So exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I tell people I, I, none of I us are none of us are getting a paycheck from this. So, uh, so. <laughs> man, I couldn't I couldn't have said any of that any better than you. Like you literally took the words out of my mouth, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, 
because we put so much into it. We might be fighting in the stands and arguing and doing all this. And then after the game, where the where the players do, and they're down there swapping jerseys, making dinner plans, and all this. And we're up there, you know, acting a fool, man. So it's really not that serious. Just enjoy the sport and for what it is, and then move on. Exactly. And you know, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to talk a little bit of shit every now and then. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just a little right. playful stuff, but. To, to go yeah. to the extent of, you know, actually wishing ill on someone, wanting them to get hurt or end their season or career, like, that's just, right. that's too much, man. You don't, I mean, right. you can't, as a fan, take it to that level. That's a whole nother level. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, as far as, and again, with Andy Dalton, man, um, the thing is, is this is, this is still an 0-4 Giants team that we beat. And I, I'm not going to look any any given Sunday, man. An NFL team is right. an NFL team. And I'm not going to say they actually gave a hard time to the Rams the week before. So um, this is this. They, they got some talent. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, for us to be able to come back in that game and win it while it was promising, especially with that going down the way it did, uh, it was nice. But to me, it still showed me like there's still because even before he went out, there's still so many holes in this team, man. There's still so right. many issues. Now I know D Log finally got his first sack, and you know, right. con congratulations to him, man. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, and and the safety play looked a little bit better, honestly. I feel like uh, Donovan Wilson is still kind of getting his feet underneath him. Um, mm -hmm. But as a whole, the defense is is. It's not where it needs to be, man. And especially with that dealing with the run game. Um, I just I don't know, man. These defensive tackles, I honestly right. I thought at the beginning of the year that was one thing that I was gonna be sure about that we would be able to improve on defending the run, but that hasn't really shown up so far. What what do y'all think about the defensive tackle play, man? Yeah, the defensive tackle play play has been horrendous, man. I mean, from the start, if you pretty much just watch what Jason Garrett was doing. On Sunday, he was putting, uh, you know, tight ends on Everson Griffin's side and just phasing him out. I mean, we all saw yep. the clip on Twitter when Poe was just pretty much playing patty cake and then a Giants guard just pushed him in the back and just get out the way. And so, yeah. you know, even with the DAC injury and that really took a lot out of us as Cowboys fans, there was nothing to be excited about on Sunday. I mean, it would yep. have been different if we would have won you know, maybe 17, 14 last minute, then you could say, okay, well, the defense played so, so much better, but they didn't. Jason Garrett was able to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, um, without any Saquon Barkley, with the struggling yeah. Daniel Jones, without the offense that's been putting up 11 or 12 points a game. We honestly lost that game. I mean, you take away that, that special teams, we got whooped on special teams once again, wide open touchdown, and then they called the pick play on that. And it also... If Daniel Jones was a more capable quarterback, let's say mid-tier, he could have made that cross-body throw and completed the first down and put them right in field goal range to win the game. So right. there's nothing really to hang your head about except, you know, Jalen Smith played a little bit better. We saw a, a flash of Demarcus Lawrence, but that was against the Giants. Can, can I see, can I depend on that on Monday night? I really can't. And like I said, now since Tristan Hill is gone, there's a huge void to be filled with a defensive line that was already lacking. So I'm not sure what the Cowboys can do. There's really no Band-Aid for it. 
But I personally, I just don't like Mike Nolan's scheme. I don't like seeing Demarcus Lawrence down, uh, Tristan Hill down, and Crawford down. But then I'm seeing Alden Smith standing up off over the edge. Like, either we're going to be a 4-3 or we're going to be a 3-4. Let's figure out and commit to it. But this kind of half-split defense, multiple defense, it's not working. Because if you play the game of football and you're playing a stand-up in, a stand-up in is particularly for the pass rush, you know, but so, but they see you standing up. It's like, okay, let's put double tights over there and go right at you. You're already standing up. So you really don't have your leverage. Those, those, those tackles and the guards and tight ends, they're firing off. So they have all their leverage. You know, as they always say in football, low man's wins. Well, you're standing straight up. So you really don't have that capability. So I just want to see Mike Nolan commit to something, stick with it. And then next year, when we have a full training camp and OTAs, then we start to work on this multiple defense look. But as of right now, we just need to find an identity um, as far as the defensive side is concerned. Well, then, if, if we do that, I think that kind of contradicts what you're saying about, okay, let's evaluate what we're doing this season and then come back next season and go full throttle. You know, because I think I'm not, I'm not really sure how I feel about uh, changing schemes, you know, in, right. a, in, a, in a coaching era. You know, this is... You know, this is what we wanted. This is what Cowboy fans asked for. We we wanted to throw away the Rod Marinelli predictable defense, and we wanted mm-hmm. something more complex. We got it now. And, you know, it, just because it's not going well, I don't think that means we need to throw it out the window, even if just for the rest of the season. I think we need to we need to keep trying with it and get this defense adapted to it. And in the long run you know, hopefully it will start to bloom into something that's more successful. In regards to the, uh, the D tackle play and whatnot, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page with, with you, J-Tuck. It's, it's, it's almost, it's incredibly surprising to me how, how underwhelming the performance has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I can't really say why, I mean, I know, I know some of the guys that we have that in the interior of that line are new to this organization and everything, mm-hmm. but technically so is everybody else because this is a new right. coach staff and everything. Right. Um, so it, it's, it is like super surprising to me. Um, and I, I think that the only way that, that we're really going to solve it is just to give this, give this new coaching staff time to develop this team and, and let them, let them really embellish on the vision that they have for this team through Mm -hmm. the draft and getting, getting personnel and whatnot. um, Mm -hmm. I really think that's, that's see, you know, things start to come together. I honestly wasn't expecting this season to be, um, I I was hoping that it would be a, a really great season. I think obviously everybody was, but I, you know, most most teams that go from one coaching staff to another don't do well the first season. I mean, it's right. very rough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it hasn't lived up to the hype, man. And then, um, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the defense goes, and this has been the great debate, like, is it the players or is it the scheme? Is it the, you know, players. defense coordinator? What, what, what are we doing? And to me, I don't know, man, from the, some of the tape that I've been watching some of the, the lack of effort from these players has been really apparent, man. And it's, it's hard to watch at times. They're just, you know, them not actually being where they need to be. And again, but that's kind of, you know, the chicken or the egg. Like, are they not in the right position because the scheme, maybe they're confused. Maybe they're kind of 
slow to get to where they need right. to be because they're they're so confused and that that's kind of part of it and and i agree with you jay tuck is like ah, to establish that identity that identity i i know i know there's got to be there's the way that he the way that mike nolan has this set out is is moving all over the place right and and again with the rod Marinelli thing um yeah this is what we wanted is exactly what we wanted but until right. these players get their feet underneath them and try to figure out this scheme because we're on such you know just a short season with with you know with them not being able to get everything figured out and virtual meetings and whatnot establish identity first you know establish a base and right. then you can start adding as the season goes but just to have some right. sense of normalcy for these guys to to lean on in the event that something possibly you know something goes wrong it's just you know hey all right we're going back to this and this is what we're going to stick to this is what we're going to stay true to so I, I do. Right. I, I want to see more of that, man. Yeah, and and then the problem with that, you have to understand from Mike Nolan's perspective, you might not get the opportunity to come back next year if you keep getting 40 ball there every mm. game in the NFL. Yep. And so, I sure. mean, it really just depends, man. So you really have to find out what's going to work for this team right now to buy you time to, to make it till next year. So, I mean, when Cowboys fans want it um, – you know, different looks, that was more from the aspect of the secondary, I would say. You know, this disguise your cover three, disguise your cover two, not just playing soft coverage. But as far as the D-line is concerned, I didn't think our defensive line last year was really much of an issue. Now, granted, one of the missing pieces that a lot of people aren't speaking about is Sean Lee and also Van Der Esch. That's like having yeah. a second head coach out there um, that we're desperately missing. And granted, I tweeted it the other day, and people were like, well, I can't believe you said that. But also Jeff Heath. Like, having yeah. Jeff Heath and Byron Jones back there in the secondary, we didn't have to worry about a lot of miscommunications because those guys have a high football IQ. And so right. I think with some of the injuries with, like, having Anthony Brown, though we just got him back, maybe getting Cheeto back, maybe if we can get Sean Lee and Van Der Esch back, that will kind of add to the communication yes. aspect. Um, because as of right now, it's just all over the place and it's lack of communication. But when it comes to our defensive front, the thing I'm noticing when I watch film is that this team isn't getting any push in the interior. It's like they're just standing up trying to control their gaps versus actually shoot their man back. Like last yeah. year, Rod Manieri's scheme was more pressure and keeping those guys, you know, in, in the backfield. But right now they're kind of just shooting those gaps and trying to they're getting pushed out when teams are running those different zone reads and different things. And what you're supposed to do in that type of scheme is keep the linebackers clean. Okay, well, you're going to play the gap, yep. keep the linebackers clean, let Jalen Smith and Thomas come down and flow and make the plays. But if those guys are coming down and making the plays, then all hell is just breaking loose and there's, there's wide open gaps. So yep. I think that's something that Mike Nolan and his defensive staff really have to take a look at. Um, as far as what's the personnel and what works best. Maybe they say, you know what, scrap it. I want you guys to fire off and get to the quarterback and, and, and push your man backwards and create leverage and let, let our linebackers flow. Um, but something desperately has to change with the defensive line. It's going to be a long season. Exactly. And you know what, losing Tristan Hill too, um, again, I mean, he wasn't doing bad, but for me, it was – Again, it was it was the growth, man. Uh, there was a lot right. of talk about him improving, and I did see a lot of that improvement. I mean, just from not hardly being on the field at all last year to, right. to actually getting on it and making some plays at times. So I, yeah. that growth was important. It hurts to see him be out again for mm -hmm. an entire season. That that sucks. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. That, especially when he was being, he was probably one of your interior guys this season that was being productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing when we drafted Tristan Hill out of UCF, he has a high motor, and that's the thing we saw this year. He flashed because he has a high motor. He's he's getting to the ball, he's getting to the quarterback, he's he's getting pressures. Like every time you kind of see a, a big play, Tristan Hill was around it. And so that's something that's going to be hard to replicate. And so hopefully, you know, maybe it's going to be Gallimore getting more opportunity because you know, we all seen Gallimore in the combine. He definitely has the athleticism. It's just getting his reps and getting his momentum going to see if he can start causing some havoc. But when it comes to the defensive line, we have to find more guys causing havoc in the D-line. And that's what I said yeah. about Demarcus Lawrence the other day. That's where you get your money just by causing havoc. Because if Demarcus Lawrence is able to cause havoc, then we're able to bring in Alden Smith and then Reddy Gregory after next week yes. and call, create more havoc. That will create you know, and buy the secondary a lot more time, but you still can't give wide-open throws to a lot of these NFL quarterbacks that either of us could have made or, or caught. So yeah. um, clean up the communication, um, create more, more havoc in the backfield, and you know I think things can start to settle in a little bit. But I think getting – either one of those middle linebackers back when it comes to LVE or Sean Lee back, I think that can help tremendously. Because we know, for, for instance, Sean Lee's always going to have you in the right spot. So that's not what we have to worry about. Yeah, something I want to talk about is, um, is J-Tug, this kind of segues into a point that uh, I want to make. I, uh, you mentioned his name earlier, and I know that that this is more of like a pass rush. Um, this This implies more of like a pass rush situation. Uh-huh. But do you think that the addition of Randy Gregory is going to help at all? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's going to play that right defensive end a lot more. I think Everson Griffin, you know, I'm not sure what the situation is with him, mm. but he hasn't looked good in many of games. And if you watch film, there's yep. many opportunities where Everson Griffin is just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, um, so I think, you know, awesome. Randy Gregory, granted he's been away, but if he can cause some type of momentum, then he's absolutely going to help because he's one of those guys that can cause havoc. So now you have to point out Demarcus Lawrence. You have to be aware of Randy Gregory and also Alden Smith. So it gives you a lot to be aware of when you're lining up on the offensive side of the ball. Because right now, teams can line up and say, all right, there's uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Make sure he's taken care of. Barry. I'm not worried about Everson Griffin. I'm not worried about, you know. Um, so the more more production you can get from these players. And I think Randy Gregory can come and contribute. Now it's probably going to take him a while. I don't believe he's going to be an Alden Smith um, situation where he's just going to jump off the screen in game one. But I think eventually he'll start to find his, find his, his feet and get, get things moving. And you'll probably see a lot more Randy Gregory than you'll see Everson Griffin moving forward. Maybe they slide Everson Griffin to their deep tackle position and move him inside. But at this point, man, I'm pretty much okay with just saying we struck out on the Everson Griffin deal. Let's move on. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's possible. I but I might have to disagree with you about the um about Randy Gregory not being able to come in day one and do something because the the kid is special, right? The the kid is I I I think I really feel like him and Alden Smith are two of the same beast. Right. You know, I feel I yeah. feel like there's just something about about them. It's that God given talent. Right. They, just they born, just, yeah. Yeah. They just. They just. They. You know. Their feet hit the floor after they jump out of bed, and they're and they're just beasts. They're nasty. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of similarities in, in both of them. It's just like, I mean, honest with you guys, I didn't expect Alden Smith to jump out this or the way he did. But, you know, I know um, yeah, I about the big game James and um, uh, Alden Smith's trainer, Brandon Tucker, they yep. said he was a beast from the get go. I haven't heard much about Randy Gregory's training. I saw something today. He's a little bit heavier than he was when he played. So what does I that really that mean? Too. Um, right. But I mean, he'll definitely get the opportunity for, like you said, those guys are just natural football players, and we've all seen those kind of athletes in in high school and stuff. The guy who gets smoke cigarettes and drink all night, and then go out there and get like eight <laughs> sacks in a game. So it's like, <laughs> you know, some people are just natural leaders. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that too. Like, I, I know with the the new CBA and everything, are are these guys allowed to smoke like now? Like. That's, yeah, I think they can. So he can just like go, just burn, blaze one up, and then go jump in the game. <laughs> yeah, so whatever it takes, man. Like I said, that's like, and that's like, you know, a lot of people was criticizing me for it. I was like, hell, man, we need to go see what David Irving's talking right. about. Right. You know, he's trying to man. Like, you know, yeah. right now the Cowboys don't have the 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 uh, opportunity to really be picky or choosy. No. If you can get someone in that yeah. can help, man, bring them in. And let's just find out if they can help. If they can't, we'll cut them and move on. But we can't be too choosy right now. No. Like I said, giving up 40 a game. Exactly. Um, definitely yeah. isn't the, the way. Yeah, the def- – I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost – I, I almost feel like we're a little bit desperate right now for just interior guys on D-line. Like, that is right. – I mean, we can't – from that position, we can't we can't stop the run. I mean, we can't get pressure. It's, it's really – and it doesn't help either um, whenever your linebacker play isn't complimenting that. You know? Right. It's right. not – it's been pretty subpar as well. Like, I don't know. Well, like Jay Tuck was saying earlier, like, you know, that it's because that line is getting blown back, man, and it's hard for them to have a clear view and see what's going on. And I'm not, right. not going to say I haven't seen problems within Jalen Smith because I have. Uh, you right. know, there's been plenty of times where he can't get his hips turned quick enough in transition or he's just not in the right gap he's and he's just kind of getting washed out, getting off blocks, right. all that. He's but, not making the right reads either. Like, yeah. Right. No, I'm seeing a lot of problems with me. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think it's – with him, man, it's hard, but a lot of it I feel like is coaching. I feel like maybe he's inside of his own head a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, because he's got he's an athlete. He's got that. the the main The main position that I'm really concerned about is that one tech spot, man. I, Don Terry Poe is, is not what I thought he was going to be, and right. of course he hasn't been what you know what he used to be in, in a long time now. But I expected a little bit more consistency out of him, and I don't know right. what we're going to do with that spot. Who's going to fill that that role? I, I don't know if that's going to yeah. be Gallimore or what. What do y'all What do y'all think as far as I don't even know what we have as back as far as backup for that guy who's just gonna plug the hole. Yeah, we, we let him walk and go to Seattle, man, without Snacks Harrison, man. That was a perfect yeah. opportunity to bring in a guy for a good low price that could probably help. Because what you're gonna need in the scheme, as you mentioned, that, that one tech using the fat nasty is what I call him, man. Yep. It's the fat, nasty guy who probably doesn't wash his pads and just clog <laughs> up that middle, man. And that's supposed to be Poe, man, but Poe was getting pushed around like he, he's paper thin. I'm just like, that's that's the last thing you're supposed to do. It, right. When you have a play of one tech, you're supposed to be that fat guy who uh, unmovable force. Um, yep. But constantly, Poe was just getting tossed around like a rag doll. And so, like I said, it causes a lot because your, your tackle is getting pushed back into your linebacker's laps and, and whatnot. You can't flow properly. And so that that is a huge liability. And like I said, now that kind of Tristan Hill is out, granted he doesn't play the one tech really, but – 
you know, that's going to be a huge liability. If something was to even happen yep. to Poe, where do we go? And so we had the chance to kind of get some type of reinforcements um, with that position, and we struck out on it. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a guy on the practice squad that we don't know about or whatnot. But as of right now, Poe was not the issue. And yeah, my problem with this Cowboys team is like, how do you guys not see that? How can you just watch film and say, damn, this guy isn't doing what he's supposed to do? Like, that, what are you yeah, <laughs> that's what makes me question some of the coaching. You know, right. there, there's just stupid things that, that happen too often. And I'm like, how are y'all got to be watching this tape, man? Because I'm watching right. it. I see it. I'm not a damn yeah. coach. Like, how are y'all not seeing this shit? Right, right, right. How, how, how can, what, what can make you? Watch film and say, you know what, Terrence still can guard guard Moss here. Yes, yeah, that was the one right there that did it for me. I was like, y'all gonna walk this motherfucker out here? Stop. Yeah, he's okay. He he got it. I trust him. Like, what are you watching? Like, maybe maybe you got a different film, man. Maybe you know, at 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 the Star and Fresco, man, they're watching like 4K or 5K or something, man. But based on the tape I'm seeing, it's it's a hell no. He's not getting a one on one against Miles Garrett. Yep. Yeah. Then. They they need to they need to get a different. Um, they're watching it on a laptop or something. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> if you ever been to the Star in Frisco, and I've been there a few times and toured the practice facility, uh, their their chairs are all Italian leather, and you know they got like this little thing where you can like eat your lunch. Well, they taking pop like on naps. Oh yeah, it's it's real <laughs> nice in there, man. So they probably ain't paying too much of attention when they're watching it, man. man hopefully some type of adjustments are going to come in with this defense. Yep. I feel you on that too. I, I want, I want that one tech that looked like he just don't ever wash his drawers, man. He's yeah, just, man. Yeah, <laughs> just big nasty. If you, if you play football, man, like I had a guy in high school, I ain't going to say his name, man, but he never washed his pads, man. Mm. He was always just musty. And just, oh, that's like, he so would cool. clog, but he would clog that middle, man. Like it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a one tech. That's a yeah. one tech. <laughs> Hey man, you gonna shower after practice? Nah, man, I'm gonna shower when I go home. Like, mm. all right, yeah. uh, hey, that's the type of one tech, man. We Put them in one tech, coach. <laughs> Put them in one tech. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So now let's we're moving on to this game against the Arizona Cardinals, man. Oh, that's gonna be a struggle. And see, that's this is the part that I'm not concerned. I'm not really concerned about the the defensive line too much with this because. The running backs that they have and the wide receiver weapons they have, this is just this this is gonna expose some of the secondary a little bit more, I think, personally. Right. Um, you know, you got Kenyon Drake can catch out of the backfield. Uh same with Edmonds. Right. He's not a bad but he's not a bad uh just three down back in general. He can run the ball pretty good. But uh right. and Kyler Murray, God, with his feet, man, I, I he's gonna have a field right. day on us, and that makes me so nervous. What are y'all, how are you? Right. How are we going to stop this man? That is the the real question. We're, we got to have a spy on him at all times. Yeah, and like I said, you definitely got to be aware of Colin Murray using his legs, but he also has an arm to go along with it, especially yeah, with the weapons with with Kirk and you know also Hopkins, man. So it's like it's it's a it's a lose lose situation for us because we can't stop the run, which he's able to. In a, in a split second, go go the distance with his feet, but then you also have a monster, DeAndre Hawkins, coming to oh, town. And our secondary, you know, lacks communication and you know different things like that. So I feel like it's going to be very similar to what we saw when we played Seattle, which yep. just scare a lot of Cowboys fans. Um, but it's just it's just it is what it is. And like I said, the way my blueprint would be to, to actually go and, and, and beat the Cardinals is we're going to have to run the damn ball control the clock, protect the ball, 
make smart decisions. Really go back to the old Jason Garrett playing vanilla style of football. It's going to be boring or whatnot, but that's the really the blueprint to beat it because if we try to shoot out with these guys, we get down early. I, there's no chance we're coming back this week, no. especially without Dak. So yeah, I I I think their offense. I totally agree. I think their offense. You know, with the with the weapons that they have and our inability to stop really anything on defense. I think I I, I definitely agree. We we have to control the clock. We have to keep it away from their offense as best we can. Mm. Some of these stats, man. Uh, Kyler was 27 for 37. 380 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Still, that's just 10 incomplete passes, man. And then you got D Hop, right. six for 131, a touchdown. Christian Kirk, 578. I mean, the <laughs> list goes on and on. I mean, they got Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella. I mean, these guys, yeah. they're going to bring it. They're going to bring it, man. And yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we can find a way to get this run game going to just kind of slow it down a little bit, just slow them down and, and their, their weapons that they have. So just kind of keep them off the field and out of rhythm because I feel like if they want, they get in that hurry-up offense against this man, it's lights out. So. Yeah, like I mean, I said, like, like I said on Twitter, it's like, you know, my, my dad, he coached Colin Murray all the way into high school. Oh, and wow. so he wants to bet me that uh, Colin's going to go for over 350 passing this weekend or on Monday. I was like, if you want to just go to dinner, man, just tell me. Like, you don't have to make it that bad, man. So, you know, Colin Murray's going to be returning back to home. He's going to have family in there. He's definitely going to want to put on a show, man. And so I just, I just don't understand because – the difference between Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray is like, granted, he's not just going to be a sitting duck back there in the pocket. And we struggle with quarterbacks that can move a little bit. Like, yep. hell, we saw even Matt Ryan skirt out a little bit on us. And so mm. it's just, you know, as soon as we have everything covered, maybe you have Jalen Smith in the spy, and there goes Kyler Murray squeaking on the end, the end. We struggle still to this day. It's almost been two years with this stupid bootleg. We cannot keep containment and proper assignments on the bootleg. So I know with the complexity of um, the Arizona offensive playbook, man, it's going to have to come down to communication, doing your job, being the right place at the right time, and just sticking to your read. But Grant, they're going to be able to run a few read options, different looks, which this Cowboys defense definitely struggles with. So I don't know, man. It's going to have to be another shootout probably um, because we know that their defense for the Cardinals is going to be focused on stopping Zeke in the run first and primary. Yep. And as as you mentioned before, I mean – God, are, are we gonna have that ability anymore for that for right. that shootout anymore with with Andy Dahl? I guess we're gonna find out on Sunday. But right, right, yeah, and that's the thing. What we lose with Dak Prescott is to really do. Do we have the confidence to shoot it out? Now, let's say for instance, Dak Prescott's playing this week. Okay, we're gonna get straight on the defensive side of the ball, but we're gonna put up forty two. Like I have that type of confidence, but with this week. You really don't know until we actually get there and be able to see it. You know, what type of connection is Andy Dalton going to have with CD? Will it be with Michael Gallup versus, you know, what Dak had with CD? Like, there's so many different variations and factors yep. that's going to go and play in, the, in this game on Monday. Yeah, and, I mean, God, man, we got a Cliff over there, and uh, he's really trying to bring that Texas Tech air raid back out yeah. with the Cardinals, man, and he's finally kind of got the weapons to do it. And I remember, right. I mean, last time we, we faced D-Hop, I mean, he made us look silly, and they, they end up winning right. the game off that off that play. So spinning right. around like he was just like, damn! I was like, what? The, this dude's like a tornado out there spinning. Every 
every big name receiver thus far. I mean, granted, he had the drop, but Julio made us look silly. DK Metcalf made us look mm-hmm. silly. Odell Beckham Jr. look made us look silly, silly. So there's no reason why D. Hopkins probably won't do the same. Man, yep. yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah, there's, go ahead. There's there's a lot to be concerned about. I mean, I don't know as much about the Cardinals' defense as I do their offense. So I don't mm-hmm. really know what our um you know what our chances are of being able to to move the ball and score. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just with 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 all the the weapons that they have and everything it's it's i, I mean either way it's it's going to be difficult i mean that's yeah. that's all i can seem to think about it's just like oh my god how are we <laughs> going to stop them how are we going to stop them right and yeah. it's not like we're forcing these teams to make great plays and you know they're just you know out beating us they're we're giving them wide open easy plays that like i said anyone can make and so you have to take that into consideration and then, like I said, special teams has been horrendous. We've been beating every aspect when it comes to special teams. So you got to take that into consideration. I mean, hell, Zerline looked like he was going to shake the kick the other day. Um, mm. So it's just so many things with this Cowboys team that needs to be cleaned up. And I just don't see any improvement. I wish I really could just take, Bro, you know, previous yeah. weeks from the Browns and watch the Giants game. Like, okay, we improved in that aspect. The only thing we can say as Cowboys fans is that, C.D. Lamb's exactly who we thought he is, and Michael yes. Gallup's exactly who we thought he is. He's a beast. Besides that, that everything else pretty much remains the same. Yeah, man. And I'm mean, still with Coop, man. He he seems like he's just still kind of inconsistent. Like he just at times he just looks like he's not in the game. I'm not gonna say. I, I mean, God, the, the man is incredibly talented. I mean, you've seen it time and time again, but. There's just just games that he just doesn't look like he's just all there sometimes, man. But yeah, yeah, and that's what one of my friends is a huge Raiders fan, and he told me he got Cooper. He's like, you're gonna love him one game and then hate him the next game because he like he just blows up and then disappears and then blows up and disappears. This is oh like, yeah, he's one of those guys, and I said this uh, tons of times. Like it would not shock me in the next two years, Amari Cooper is no longer playing football. Like he'll be one of those guys who just takes the calendar and approach just retire early. Yeah. Because yep. um, I follow him on Instagram and he says a few things and he kind of caught himself one time. He's saying it's like, now that I have my contract, my next thing is create passive income. I don't have to worry about anything. And after that, I'm go-. And he caught himself like, just say after that, you're gone. So you got your contract. Now you can create businesses, set, set it up for yourself. And eventually you don't have to play football anymore. So uh, he's just a different breed of wide receiver, man. He's very talented, but it's just that, that thing that you see when you see receivers. And I, and I tell people when we draft the city lamp, that kid just absolutely has it. When you look at a yeah. receiver, you see that's what he has. If you watch some things at OU, Amari Cooper's like, he has a talent, but you know, he's like one of those kids, you know, you, you see him like he's, he's strong, but he really doesn't want to fight or cause any problems. So he doesn't really want to hit you or anything like that. Like I need a wide receiver and come out and just hit you in the mouth out the gate. And Cooper's just, you know, not that type of mindset. Um, no. Well, I, and I'm I'm glad that you said that because I I do agree with you that Cooper's not really the kind of guy that's gonna like jam you off your route or or uh, I'm sorry that's gonna that's gonna jam you at the the line of scrimmage and you know get in that hand fight with you right he, he's he's the route runner you know that's right. that's specialty and mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's that's my my only explanation as to why he might be underperforming in some games and and then doing really well in others is because well maybe he's just going up against these corners that are um that are able to shut down route runners you know when you're one dimensional like that it makes it easier for for 
um, you know, the player opposite you to like get your number, you know? Yeah. So with, with a player like Michael Gallup and a player like CeeDee Lamb, um, I think what we've seen from them so far is, is that they are a little bit more complete. You know, obviously CD going out there and trying to make these monster blocks and wanting to be aggressive and everything. And then Michael Gallup just with the the nasty way that he that he runs and like his really angry way of that he that he plays when he makes the catch. Mm-hmm. Um it's I I just yeah, that that could be my own that could be my only explanation really. Hold up, hold I, up. Y'all y'all hear that? It's it's that sizzling bacon in the background because I got a hot take and I hate to do it, but I gotta do it. Let's do it. So, ooh, all right, here we go. So, Michael Gallup, we we know that they're gonna put the tag on him next year. It, to my, in my opinion, he gets the tag and maybe Dad gets signed. We'll see. I'm, I'm not gonna dive too far into that. But what do we think about possibly with the with the emergence of seeding lamb and seeing still what michael gallup has the potential to produce and it's still growing what do we think about potentially trading amari cooper at some point in time and seeing what we can get or do we go that route at all no no absolutely Absolutely not (laughs) this this is and i say that and i say it because right now one of your only strengths is your wider group and you you can't you're not going to get better as a team by cutting one of your strengths i'm not talking about cutting a strength i'm talking about swapping out a strength for another strength where we have a weakness but it's a a hot take don't roast me for i love amari coop i love what he has but it's it's a it's a hot take and it's Mm -hmm. a correct hot take because i said the same thing and got jumped on twitter because Mm -hmm. i said if we knew we were getting CeeDee Lamb in the draft, we would have not re-signed Amari Cooper. Yeah. And so here we are at this point. And the reason why I agree that we could move Amari Cooper technically because we see the emergence of what Cedric Wilson can do with this offense. So we yeah. still have three receivers at a core. Now it's like, is the market for Amari Cooper really that high? Yeah, because, that's a concern. I mean, because we, we see how Vegas got rid of him. They're like, okay, you guys want him. You guys can have him. It was like really no pushback. Uh, I mean, granted, there might be a few teams, but what could we really get back for Amari Cooper at this point? But, yeah, if we could get a game changer, I would definitely make the decision um, to move Amari Cooper. But I don't think we'll do that since we paid him. But I think the way that Amari Cooper's contract is structured, we can get out of it fully after next year, I believe if my memory serves me right. So there was something weird with his contract by after like two years, the Cowboys could possibly get out of his contract from, from being up under him. So I would definitely say probably one more year with Marty Cooper and they'll look to do something with that. Cause I mean, granted he's a great kid, great guy. I, I love him, but it's just like, he'll, he won't play up here against Arizona. We might not see a Marty Cooper again to the Steelers game. So mm. it's just like, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh, we'll see what Andy Dalton can do with him, man. That's uh, I think that's going to be a pretty big indicator of, of what I, – I don't know that he's not just going to kind of maybe not step up for the rest of the season if things aren't going his way because he doesn't have really, you know, Dak out there. Because it, it, yeah. like, it looked like there's a pretty good connection already with CeeDee Lamb and, and Michael Gallup uh, as, yeah. as far as Andy Dalton is concerned. So, yeah. Well, like I said, we'll see, like man. I said, Mari Cooper, 
or, or sorry, CeeDee Lamb was the number one receiver in Dallas when we drafted him in April. It was it was yeah. plain as plain as day. He was our number one receiver. You don't slap eighty-eight on a guy yeah. to be a cool little third option. Like, no, he was the primary receiver. And a lot of people were like, no, no, Amari Cooper, no, no, I'm like, no, it's CeeDee Lamb. And we can kind of see it every game. You see CeeDee Lamb. Even my friends who are on Cowboys fans, they're like, damn, this CeeDee Lamb kid is crazy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he, he just, he just, he's just that, he just has that it factor. I mean, I call him like, you know, uh, Dez on steroids. He's a little bit sharper with his cuts and everything <laughs> than Dez was, man. So, well, I mean, for sure, for sure, one day, I, I think for sure, um, sometime in the future, it could be next season or it could be, you know, whenever. I think CD Lamb is going to be the number one receiver in, in Dallas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And I think eventually you'll see teams start to shift their safeties over and focusing more on CD than Amari Cooper. Yeah. Which, anyway, it can create it work in our favor, but um, yeah, he's definitely going to get a lot of opportunity um, for CD. So. But I, I will say that right now, uh, CD Lamb being in the slot is a huge mismatch. I mean, you just yeah. see the way you just oh, see yeah. he's slicing the middle of the field up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, like you have Amari Cooper, who's a sharp route runner. And then you have Michael Gallup, who's a guy who can just go up and get it. And then you have a CeeDee Lamb, who's like the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance of, of them both. Like, you know, Michael Gallup and Cooper do the fusion dance, and you get CeeDee Lamb, this guy who can run routes and go up and get it and make miraculous catches. The kid is just, just special, man. Jay Tuck said he was fusion. Ha! Yeah, fusion dead. <laughs> yeah, man. He gets he get powered up, man. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah. He said CD Lane was going to go, ah, <laughs> <"Call me out." laughs> for five episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Next on the episode, Dragon Ball. Yeah, man. But CD Lane's definitely special. But I, I mean, I like this wide receiver core as is, man. Like I said, even if I wanted to make a trade for this defense, what the hell could you really do? Who would like, you get? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no one can fix it, and a lot of people saying Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas can't fix this. Mm. Jamal Adams couldn't fix this, man. We need we have a lot of holes in, yeah. in this leaky faucet, man. So it's just like I say, the only way yeah. we really do it is just build up the draft through free agency uh, next season and let Mike Nolan and the staff really get their guys in um, that can really run their system. Boom, right there. That's, Here, you you said it, brother. Hold That's on, it. though. Do you uh? Do you think that that Jerry is going to be patient with him with Mike Nolan and and if he keeps getting forty burgers thrown up on him all season? Do you think we're going to move on from him, or or do you think yeah, we're going to? That's the that's the hard part. That's the hard part. So if I'm Mike McCarthy, and that's just the other day, and we start getting to that point, the first sacrificial lamb will be Fossil, the special teams coach. Yeah, I would cut him and make my statement. Okay, boom, we're improving there. And it really just depends. But if we're still getting carved up, man, by 30 to 40, and we're in November or December, let's say, for instance, it's Thanksgiving Day and you know, the, the Washington team puts up 38, you know, it could get to the point like, okay, enough's enough. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, Grant, they brought him down from the, the box to the sideline. Okay, you, we didn't get 40 ball. We got 35, you know, pretty much. So it's like, you know, what's, what's really the difference? And I think that, Jerry is not going to be patient for the simple fact he replaced his beloved son and Jason Garrett. So if you replace someone that you love, that you trust, and you get minimal results and even worse results, mm. someone's going to have to get be sacrificed for that. I think what was um, 
how long do we have Rob Ryan as a defensive coordinator? He only lasted one year. Like a year. He? Yeah, just one year. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of Rob Ryan. We brought yep. him in to fix things up. His defense sucked. He was out. He was the scapegoat because it's not going to be Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is going to be safe for a little bit. Like I said, I think Mike McCarthy is kind of the bridge for Kellen Moore. So he's safe, but Mike Nolan, he can be the sacrificial lamb um, if, if things don't start to improve. Yeah, yeah, but still, but still, I don't think it. It is to me. It's just one year, you know. If and it's your, it's your first year. So I mm. think if any, if anything, that might be a big reason why he stays. And I don't. I'd like to give Jerry the benefit of the doubt and think that he's not the same Jerry Jones that dealt with Rob Ryan and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, but that's just what I would like to see. I, I, no matter what. Happens. I'd like to see Mike Nolan back for at least uh, for at least another season or two, and just see, uh, like you said, get the guys that he wants in, and get really get these guys more accustomed to his scheme and everything, and then see what happens in a season or two. Yeah, I think the hard part with Mike Nolan is that Mike McCarthy, you have to be able to justify what was your reason for hiring this guy. You know, like besides that, just being my homeboy. You know, like yeah. you know, he hasn't coached in so long. When he did coach in Atlanta, they had a horrible defensive record. Like, so what was your you know criteria for bringing in this coach, and what made you believe he was actually capable? So if things don't improve that heat starts to amount on Mike McCarthy, so he might have to make that decision. Maybe he brings, keeps Mike Nolan's assistant type of coordinator or something of that nature, but as of right now, like, man, I, I'm seeing no improvement. If we're all the way in November and we're watching the game on Thanksgiving in Turkey and we're still having lack of communication problems in our secondary, all right, man, some, something has to give. Maybe it's your scheme, maybe it's your coaching, maybe your, your teachings, I'm not sure, but something has to give. So hopefully... Mike Nolan can turn things around, but I think that if he doesn't, he could be sacrificed this season. Yep, it would be next man up, probably Tom Sula on that uh, coming up. But I I thought it was funny. I saw a tweet uh, the other day. I I think it was one of the Cowboys media guys, and they they asked uh, a son of bum, Wade Phillips. They said, what's up, coach? And, And he said, hey, just watching and waiting. So I thought right. that was funny. I, I I don't see that happening. I honestly don't see us bringing him back to to the Cowboys. But it's, I just thought it was a, a funny a funny take. So we'll see well, though, man. It, if people want me to believe in Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, what you do is you pull out your cell phone and you text your old coach Marvin Lewis and say, "Hey, man, can you come coach this defense?" Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> like that's how that's when I'll start to believe in Andy Dalton, man. When you can get some like, Marvin Lewis to come coach this defense or somebody out there, man. Yeah. Um, as of right now, it's just not working. I'm just la- I'm just laughing at the fact of imagining a man, uh, Andy Dalton, just like laying in his bed, pulling out his phone, <laughs> and, and and texting WYD to Marvin. Lewis. Right? What's up, man? <laughs> you, you up? <laughs> yeah, you up? That you up text? <laughs> oh man! All right, so this it's gonna be a hard one, man. But uh, you know, you know, we got to do it. And this may be the only time that I lean in the other other direction, but we'll see. So, what do y'all got? Go ahead, Jay Tuck. What do you got for your prediction for the final score of this game? Uh, it's kind of early, but here's the thing I'm about to tell Cowboys fans. If you want to make this season enjoyable, just bet against the Cowboys and win money off them losing. Uh, <laughs> so I, got, I, I, had, I had the Cardinals winning this game easily. Um, yep. I would say probably, I would say 
34, 21, give or take. Okay. Okay. I like yeah. that. I like that. Good take. Colton, what you got, man? Yeah, I, I think something probably similar. I just don't right now, the, as much as I want to root for the Cowboys and everything, and as much as I'm going to root for them, obviously, I just don't see a whole lot of um, ability for them to be able to stop what um, Arizona has going on offense. So I'll probably, uh, I, I think I'll probably do the same somewhere around like 35, 28. Okay. All right, I'm 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 good with that. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit lower on our offensive side of the ball. I'm going with thirty to seventeen Arizona Cardinals, but I'm still gonna be cussing at my TV and throwing shit because yeah. <laughs> I still don't want to see it. I'm prepared for it now. Like I I know Monday, yes. man. She's like, all right, it is what it is. Let's go and get this over with, man. And right, you know, and it's like it is what it is, man. So <laughs> it's just it just, it just sucks. Cause like I know you said you didn't have high hopes for this season, but I actually did, man. I expected this team with the talent pool that we had to actually take a leap from what we saw last year. I I knew that Prescott was going to take a leap. I felt like Ezekiel Elliott was going to take a leap forward. Jalen Smith was going to take a leap forward, man. So I yep. feel like with his coaching staff. We were going to limit a lot of the mistakes that we had last year. I thought special teams was going to be a lot sharper, but it feels like I lied to myself. It so was not as up. advertised, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, everything sounded good. You know, those training camp videos, all the interviews, man, everything sounded great. Uh, but it's not even close to, to, to what I expected. So Nope. Nope. Well, it's, it's all right, man. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we come out the gate and we just balled it with Oh no! Right, right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like give give some of these other guys a try. Like you know, we we talked about yep. Everson Griffin. Maybe Bradley and I's that 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 war daddy that we've been wanting for that sack daddy's going to come back. Like as you saw last week, his first NFL play, he got pressure on Daniel Jones and almost no, had a sack. He did. What happens? They pulled he him did. right out. Like that was it. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. And he did. So it's like let let some of these guys out the cage. See what they can do. It can't get any worse. I mean, you could throw me back there in safety. I can't get any worse. <laughs> I can have mis I can have miscommunications and get beat deep by, you know, DK Metcalf and those guys. So it's like put Reggie Robinson and let those young guys who have a chip on their shoulder with something to prove get some reps and, and, and see what really happens. And so I um, and you know, I am I, I mean I've said it before in the show, but I, I I do kind of I do kind of agree with you on that. I'm I'm definitely about these new guys, you know, baptism by fire. Like throw right. let's let's throw you in there to the lions den and let's see what happens, you know? Right. Yep. Because you think about it, if Joe Looney didn't go down, we probably wouldn't have seen Tyler Biotis get money reps, and he's done j just fine thus far at the center position. So you ne yep. you're never going to know until these guys get out there. You can see what they can do, and then you just evaluate it from there and you move forward. But I think it's time to really take the leash off this this roster and see see what you got because it can't get any worse, especially defensively. Yeah, and I, I hate to say it, uh, but I'm, I'm going to be the one because this is the type of Cowboys fan I hate, but – you know, just got to stay positive. Just got to go out there and give 110%. Got to stay positive. Be, be right or die fan. Right or die regardless. So, all right. Hey, I'm tired of dying, man. Forget it'll, it'll be all right. It'll, everything will be all right, okay? Yeah, you, got, you got a real fan. You're not right or die. I know people are going to probably kill me when I go on there and give them that prediction. Like, you're not right or die Cowboys, man. Oh, man. Because like, Christmas is coming up, man. That's right? <laughs> <laughs> try to make that Christmas money. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, try to give you a PS5, man. Cowboys losses, man. Like, 
<laughs> oh shit! All right, man. Hey, it's, it's been a blast. I love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, J Tuck again, my guy J Tuck, man. Make sure you check out his YouTube channel. That's Cowboys fans only. It's it's legit, man. My guy's the truth. Appreciate you guys, man. Like I said, we want to have you guys on. We'll we'll definitely do it again. Uh, but thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. So yeah, for sure, man. It, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to to be on here and bullshit. Uh, no problem. No problem. I, I enjoy talking to I enjoy talking to great Cowboys fans, man. Some of you dumbasses though, y'all y'all getting the blocks, man. Y'all getting the LeBron <laughs> treatment, man. Yeah. I've been <laughs> not today. Get that with tumbo. Yeah, they get it with tumbo, man. First comment, man. So not like blocks. But yeah, man, I just enjoy talking Cowboys football, man, with passionate fans um, who actually have a good head on their shoulders, know what they're talking about, man, because it's all fun and games. Um, so yeah, yes, sir. definitely find me Cowboys fans only and at Twitter at JTuck151. There you go. Hey, guys, thank you guys for coming on and giving us a listen. Uh, make sure you guys give us a listen on YouTube. Uh, we got a new YouTube channel up, by the way, now. So that's the Starboys show. You make sure you check that out. Also, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So make sure you go give us a listen. Check us out, man. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And you can find us on Twitter uh, at our handle, at Starboys Podcast with Starboys with a Z. Uh, and this has been your host, Colton DeLeon. And Zach, why don't you go ahead and take us out, man? All right, Cowboys Nation. Hey, we're going to fight through. We're going to stay strong. Got to stay positive. <laughs> Got to stay positive. <laughs> All right. <Take> my strong hand. <laughs> Let's go, boys. We out. Peace out.